today is the tomorrow I was talking about yesterday. And tomorrow, yesterday will be today. Friends, don't Library is well stocked with priceless first editions. Only ghost stories, of course. W Radio, your information station. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I'm your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 549. And I'm here once again, not only to help you have the best vacation experience when you go to the Disney parks, but I also want to bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are, not just with the podcast, but with my videos, blog, live broadcasts on Facebook, the WW Radio Nation, books, audio tours, special events, and more. You can find everything over at www.radio.com. So as part of my ongoing mission to help you enhance your enjoyment and appreciation of the Disney parks and cruise line and movies, etc. This week, we're going to share our top 10 seats in Walt Disney World. Now, from that means from where the best seats may be on an attraction to where to sit back, relax, and enjoy the ambiance, as well as some other very loose interpretations of what that really means. We're going to help you pick out the best seating in the house or ride vehicle to help you see what you may have been missing, get the best views, or even score a special table at your favorite restaurant, Boathouse, I'm talking to you. It's also going to include a few of our favorite places to get the best views. And of course, I'm going to want to hear from you as I invite you to share your favorite seats as well. Cue the restroom jokes. And then I'll have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week. I'll pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package then stay tuned to the end of the show we'll have more information about upcoming special events meets of the month a very special event and destination that i'll be sharing live video from next weekend your voicemails and more so sit back relax and enjoy this week's episode of the wdw radio show Planning a Walt Disney World vacation is not like visiting any other place on Earth. There's four theme parks, water parks, dozens of hotels, Disney Springs, countless attractions and shows, and I'm not even going to talk about the number of different places and ways to eat and snack your way around the world. That is until we get to our list. But needless to say, there's a lot to consider, and sometimes it can even get a bit overwhelming, and that's where this show and travel agents like Mouse Fan Travel come in to help plan along the way. And I think that planning often starts literally like months in advance, like, hey kids, we're, we're six months out. Where do you guys want to eat on August 6th when we go? And it would be really helpful if you knew what you wanted to eat so we can order like via mobile app ahead of time. Awesome. Clearly, the planning takes a lot of thought and consideration, or you can wing it like I do. But for a lot of people, including me, 
Planning is also part of the fun, and I think it helps you get your vacation started months in advance. But when you get to the parks, there are still so many other things and factors that come into play in order for you to maximize your time and your Disney dollars and have the best possible experience. And that's actually why I do this show, to do just that, to help you have the best experience when you go to the parks and maybe, just maybe, teach and introduce you to some things you might not have known existed before. And this week, we're going to deep dive and not about what to ride and when and, and how to score the you know ideal fast pass time for Flight of Passage, but instead, we're going to hopefully, take our decades, I guess, of collective experience to help you discover the top 10 seats in Walt Disney World. Now, what does that actually mean? I know what it means to me, but we're going to have to see about our guests as we have not discussed this topic, save for the title before tonight. And first joining me again, it's a top 10, so you know that there has to be Somebody joining me and the man who thinks that the chicken exit is often the best seat in the house. He is little top 10 Timmy Foster from Celebrations Magazine. Okay, thank you. And you just ruined my first four (laughs) with the chicken exit. I will I will tell you, see the fun of this show. Like we have no idea what we meant by that. And I'm I'm pretty sure everything I wrote down had nothing to do with your introduction because I spent the whole introduction wondering am I talking about the same thing you are? Yeah, this so this this, um, be, this could be wonderful be and frightening. Yeah. We have no we have no idea that go with me. It's going to lift off to a whole new level on this show. I'm, I'm legitimately frightened. 548 episodes in I'm 14 excited. years of podcasting. I'm a wee bit scared about this one. But also joining us is Daniel Roberts. He is a listener, dare I say a friend, an incredibly generous benefactor to our Dream Team Project to help the Make-A-Wish Foundation, whose generosity has helped so many children and family. It's also helped gotten him, get him back onto the show. Daniel, welcome. <laughs> Daniel? Hey, Hello, guys. Daniel. <laughs> hey, guys. Sorry. Um, what a thrill to be back. This is my seventh what? Uh, WDW radio appearance. I am doing this way too long. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's so much fun. I had the pleasure of, of meeting Lou and having lunch with him a couple years back. And What's that like? Can you tell me? <laughs> Uh, expensive, but it's, I'm just kidding. It was delightful. You paid? Oh my God. Lou, you're awesome. Um, but I do, I do want to say, uh, that Lou is, um, he is the host of the most, uh, important and definitive podcast or perhaps even form of any media about the world's uh, historically most important travel destination. So to be on this show um, seven times for me is um, is an honor. 
that's like the nicest thing anybody's ever. Tim Foster, see how nice you should follow suit a little bit. <laughs> Daniel, that's why you keep coming back, because you always make me feel so good about myself. And you also bring great content to the table. So I am going to ask you first, because you're such a nice guy and you are my my guest and my friend. What does uh, maybe I don't want to know this, but what does the best seat in the house you know what is the the top 10 seats in walt digital what was your mindset going into this um should i start with a, a choice or just what, what well, i was just, thinking just give me sort of the the, the 30, foot view when you heard best seat in the house and, and did that maybe change as you started to put your list together i want to i want to pop in there real quick and tell everyone this was daniel's idea so Wait a second. So if it's yeah. a train wreck, I, I will put Daniel's email address in the show notes and you can let him know directly. Um, I The first thing I thought of clearly would be, um, you know, where to stand online, where to be on various rides, roller coasters, where to avoid being wet, where to uh, get splashed. And those are all valid. And, and some of my choices um, speak to that. However... When I started to think about sitting down in different places, different worlds opened up. Tim Foster, uh, because oh, yeah. I think I think this is this is not this is not as easy or straightforward of a top ten as you might think. Like I don't necessarily think, and Tim, correct me if I'm wrong. Best seats in Walt Disney World does not necessarily mean best place to sit on a specific attraction. Does it? Well, evil is a point of view, Anakin. So, no, I, I uh, yeah, I'm curious. No, my my first thought was uh, best seat in the house, i.e., attraction. So, and I, I'm gonna fess up right now. That's I'm just staying in my little corner and see where you guys go. And actually, one thing I we thought of, uh, I think collectively, as soon as we said that, because the other thing that comes to mind is relaxing, taking it easy. But I know we've done that a lot, so I'm trying to stay away from that when I'm talking about my like a quarter take. Now that's not. See, I'm hoping when I say that I just knock lose seven out of of uh, contention because that's what you were talking. About. So I will tell you that initially my thought yeah. was it went to the the obvious, which is best seat. You know, where in this attraction should you try and sit to have the best experience, but. Because I think it was subject to such broad interpretation, my mind ran, and it's still actually running as we're talking about this. It, it ran a little wild, but but Daniel, you are my guest. Um, I, I would love to give you the opportunity, or the maybe not as the opportunity to go first, and and just let us know, you know go where your mind took you first. Okay, thank you, Lou and Tim. Um, this is a a go with me right off the bat Look, you've been hanging out with right Tim off. Foster way too much but it's actually maybe you shouldn't go with me here oh gosh <laughs> because I have um, indeed chosen some of the more uh, little known excellent and tucked away restrooms <laughs> oh man I knew it I knew this was going to happen yeah <laughs> Well, I thought I will tell you this is these are not on my list. None of these are on my list. This is this will this is the best show already. (laughs) The first one 
um, which is very obscure. And Lou will probably know about all of this, but there is a restaurant at uh, Epcot that is no longer really in existence except when there's a festival called The Odyssey. And The Odyssey Restaurant, um, it's in the, uh, it's in, it, it, it opened in the 80s. It's in the, it's in Future World, what is currently Future World. And when there's a festival, go to the indoors restrooms. They are commodious. <laughs> More of the keywords. They are. <laughs> they are, made that word up. I'm sure of it. Well, commode, commodious. Anyway, they are. They're. They're very large uh, restrooms. There are. There's no one there. And the. And an interesting fact is that it still has that um, mid '80s Epcot decor, which is a, a, a really good blast from the past. So a few others, that was my favorite one because I discovered that, or I, I was not the one to discover it first. I didn't build the Odyssey restaurant, but I, I, was, I couldn't believe no one was in there. I think it was at, uh, I forget what festival, but it's open during festivals. A few others that are wonderful. Um, the Grand Floridian has uh, the softest tissue paper on property. If you like themed restrooms in Norway, the Arendelle restroom um, that's near the frozen attraction uh, is great. It's interesting, as is the tangled uh, toilets, I mean, restrooms. And uh, finally, the journeys into imagination restrooms are always deserted. Now, I know it's not a popular topic, but it is a place to sit and get away and, and make yourself feel better. And I think that in Disney World, going to a restroom that is, for you guys, going to a restroom that is, you don't have to wait, and it's sort of quiet, and it's cool looking, is just a little added plus. So that is my first one, gents. I have no words. I, I I'm in 15, 14 years of podcasting. I I might be speechless. I, I thought that Tim often would sort of venture into uncharted territory. I no, was not no. expecting this, especially right out of the gate. Like if you were maybe desperate to fill in a blank, but that I, I get it. There has been actual talk over the years of a top ten restrooms in Walt Disney World segment. Um, clearly there, there seems go. to be an, at least one person out there, Daniel, who's interested in such a topic. Um, I, I don't think I, I've ever said this before. <laughs> Tim, can you rescue us and, and take us to your first best seat in Walt Disney World? Oh, my God. I'm still, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still hung up on blast from the past. There's just so many things to say. And I'm, just, I'm, just, not, I'm not I, touching it. All right. Let's go. Uh, I, now, my first thought I said when you this had come up was I, I did go right to where attractions and all that. So I'm, I'm going to take us to an attraction. Let's reel it back. So, um, and I had a few to pick from. I'm, I'm going to go with this one because this one is it's sort of an accidental one uh, to, to come across. So this is more of a here's my word of the day serendipitous best seat in the house that you might come across 
Yes. And uh, so we're taking you to Tomorrowland, and we're going to go on the TTA. And this is this is uh, this is what happens. Picture this: it's a, it's a uh, it's a cool autumn evening. Uh, actually, it's getting on to Christmas, so the castle is all lit up in all of its dream lights glory. Uh, it's not very crowded. You go on the TTA uh, with your loved one, by yourself, with your child. Uh, not many people in line, actually. So you're going up the ramp, and you kind of have it all to yourself. There might be somebody way ahead of you, a couple people behind you. Cool. So you're thinking, I'm going to get on TTA. Uh, there's probably not going to be someone in front of me or behind me, so that's kind of nice. kind of have it to myself. So you get on the TTA, you board your car, and there's no one up there at all so you really kind of have it all to yourself now this is the cool moment because you really can't predict when this is going to happen as you speed speed at seven miles an hour or whatever it is out from the station you realize as the cars disconnect as it were into their separate groups not only are you in the front of the group of cars that you're in there is nobody in any of the cars behind you so you not only have the car to yourself, the car in front of you by yourself, the car behind you to yourself. You have the whole train, as it were, to yourself. And you have a front row view. And you get to see the park lit up at night. You get to see the castle. You get to take your shoes off. You get to put your feet up. As long as they're not looking at you on the camera. And, and you get to relax and really enjoy it to yourself. There's nobody talking behind you. There's nobody doing anything else. Um, and uh, it's pretty cool. And it's happened a few times. And... Uh, I will say, see it on the TTA. There's no good or bad one, so I might have fallen afoul of the rules here. But um, I just think when that happens, it's kind of a neat thing because it. You're. We've talked so much about the TTA and how much we love it, and it's one of our favorite attractions of all time, and maybe coincidentally one of the most overlooked attractions. But there's something to be said for riding along through Tomorrowland in the park when there may be thousands of people milling around. But you really feel like you are totally by yourself, particularly when that situation happens. You have the whole car by yourself. Everyone's left behind. And you are riding along on your own personal tour of the future. That, um, <clears throat> yeah. that was on my list, although and this usually never happens. Um, my explanation of, of the exact same point would have taken about a one fifteenth of the time uh, that you did, <laughs> which is odd because usually I'm the one that's a little bit more verbose. Hey, Daniel so. gets to paint a picture. I get to paint a picture. So okay. Um, wow. Okay. So um, I will All tell right. you that that my Dude, thought process originally went to attractions, um, and then not only where to sit, but sort of how to get some of those seats, although I did expand it out beyond that. So I'm going to sort of go through my list in the way that they came to me um, in hopefully a much faster, uh, because I my list in all, in, in the interest of full disclosure, was much longer than I expected it to be as I started to, to think about it. And, and obviously I agree, the front car on the People Mover is one of my favorite places to... One, not just one, not my just my favorite attraction, but one of my favorite views anywhere in Walt Disney World. Um, 
from a practical perspective, right? So I'm thinking about the practical guest that's going to Walt Disney World first time, second time, however many time. I tried to think about some attractions where your your choice and location of seat, if possible, will impact your ride. And what I'm going to say will actually be applicable really to a few different attractions because a lot of times you ride uh, a roller coaster, some type of a thrill ride, and you want to get to the front seat, right? And there's many advantages that are clear and obvious as to why riding in the front seat makes so much sense. I, however, believe that there's a number of attractions in Walt Disney World where being in the last car and in the back row is actually providing for a much better experience. So I think on Expedition Everest and Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, even Rock and Roller Coaster, you have a much different experience in the last row, last car, than you do in others. I, it, you you might even think in Space Mountain you'd get that same sort of, sort of sensation, although I think sometimes being in the front is cool because you're in the dark, but you do get that unobstructed view of the tunnel. But I think the front row, believe it or not, oftentimes gives you the sensation of a, a little bit of a slower feel, but um, in the back of the attraction, you do sort of get um, uh, a little bit more of a thrill. You sort of get that that sort of feeling of being whipped around a little bit. So, for example, even on something like Mine Train, the, the front row gives you great views of Fantasyland, although I think you also feel it's a little bit slower. But I think there... The back row not only feels a little bit faster, but I think that you get the best view of that final scene where you get to see um, the witch in the cottage. So the type of experience that you want to have on attractions like that will impact where you should sit. So if you want it's certain views, you want to be in the front row, you want that sense of more thrills you get in the back row. I think Expedition Everest back row, especially because the attraction goes backwards and you get that long view at the Disco Yeti. So last car, last row for certain attractions is the best seat in that house. That was very succinct, Lou. Thank you. I could have said that in 10 seconds. Remember when Tim used to be on top tens? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Wait, Daniel. No, I lo- can I piggyback on that though? Please, before please Daniel? do. I'm sorry. I apologize. You lit uh, real quick. You literally that was on my list, really, but for a totally different reason. Why so? And I'll just say it real quick because I won't. I won't waste one of mine. I was going to go back row of attractions for the on on the opposite ride, not the fast rides, but the slow rides, like uh, Small World. Pirates of the Caribbean, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. I like the back row in the, because um, sometimes when you get like you, sometimes front row is cool because you can see everything a little bit easier. But when you're in the front row, you sometimes have people behind you and people talking and laughing and taking flash pictures, which you're not supposed to, um, or singing the song or whatever. It's kind of nice being in back. I do the same thing in movie theater. There's no one behind you to distract you, so you kind of have it all to yourself. It, it, if it doesn't sound like it's a cool idea, it actually pretty much is. I actually yeah, I had think this, I had the same thing, but for slow rides, right? So that's that's cool. And and I agree with that. And I think for an attraction, and I think the one attraction you should actually specifically ask for the back row for that just for that point is the Kilimanjaro Safari. 
Mm. Having the last row allows you to look behind you, look really in almost 360 degrees and get some really unique views and even better, get some great pictures without having to worry about, you know, another guest in front of you or off to the side of you. So while oftentimes on rock and roller coaster and other attractions, there's a, a separate queue that you can you wait in once you get to the front for the front row car. I oftentimes will ask if I can wait and have the back row instead. Yeah. And and very often they will accommodate you happily, which is nice. So. Daniel, um, frightened as I am, it, it's, it's your turn. No, guys, listen, uh, my next one is there's no plumbing involved, I promise you. Oh, dear. Um, my next seat is the lobby of the Grand Floridian. There is one seat there that I adore, and I go there on the day that I check out, and I read <laughs> the, the bill or the extras that I have, that my family and I have 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 spent or or consumed or whatever and i spend some time watching new guests check in and i am so envious of them but i'm also so happy for them and it's like uh it's something i do i go over the bill and then i spend like five or ten minutes just watching all you know these wonderful families and and they're so happy, just as we were four or five, six, seven days ago. It's sort of a uh, circle of of American Express type of deal. I don't know what that means. Circle of life. So this seat is beneath the chandelier, the huge chandelier, and you have a view of the birdcage. And it's very relaxing. And for me, it's sort of my way to say goodbye to... Disney World until next time. I dig it. And I think that there's a lot of people that have certain traditions and certainly certain places. And we're going to ask people to, to weigh in on some of their favorite seats because I think there are some places and my list is very much populated with some of those places that I like to go and sit, people watch, snack, nap, whatever it might be. So so I, I get it. Um, Timmy Foster. Yeah. You're, you're next. This is the way top tens go. We sort of go round robin. <clears throat> Daniel, I congratulate you because Lou's good at knocking like he'll do one and knock one of mine off the list. I think you knocked three off of my list with your last one. Oh, sorry, bro. I'm sorry. No, no that's fine. Uh, problem is it doesn't leave me with any. So I got to think of something. Um, now, I, I have another one. So, uh Kind of same idea as the TTA. Kind of see where my mind is when I'm going to Disney. So uh, we're going to go transportation, and we're going to go launch boats. And um, similar to the TTA, um, I really like it when I have the opportunity. When you're getting on a launch boat, um, it doesn't matter which one, especially if it's a bigger one, though, and you can get that front seat outside um on the smaller boats that circle around uh, wilderness lodge contemporary fort wilderness and then the um smaller ones that go from the grand floridian to polynesian over the the open the smaller open boat kind of there's no bad seat there at all which is great but uh on the bigger boats if you can get up front um that's 
pretty cool. Um, and again, just if it's, uh, I think we've talked about this before many times. Um, it's a cool night. You see the fireworks. Um, what I especially like is when you're going from like, uh, say the contemporary to, for, to the wilderness lodge and you're way out. And uh, if you're sitting out front, especially it's another instance where you're worlds away from the thousands of people that are not too far away from you. And especially when you're out on the lakes, uh, either one, and this is even when you're on one of Yacht launches, maybe going to the studios or whatever, but um, uh, the rest of the world just drops away and you're out there and you, you're hearing the, the, lapping of the waves on the boat, the breeze in the air, watching the stars. It's just a, a really um, great experience to have, a great way to get away from it all. Again, whether by yourself or with someone that you love or with or your family or whatever. Um, again, it's just one of those little things, and it's kind of sort of luck if you get it or not, depending on how many people are there. But when it happens, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a pretty cool thing. It's one of those unexpected moments. We've talked about this before. You're at Disney. You planned out all this stuff, like you were saying in the beginning. You planned where you're eating, where you're going, where you're riding, and all these other things. But it's those little moments when you get that you know, unexpected front seat in the boat, and maybe your boat goes out a little further than you thought. So it's that extra magical moment, that extra traction. You weren't thinking you were going to have that day. And it's uh, kind of the icing on the top of your Disney day I dig it, and and as we have been talking, I have decided to shift my my list and my direction a little bit from where I originally intended because I I'm actually I, I have a, a a relatively lengthy list, which shocker of all shockers is more yeah. than ten, but I'm going to move a little bit away from the attraction seats specifically. I, I think I'll be able to hit some of those quickly at the end in terms of where in the theater you should sit at this attraction or that attraction. I'm going to, I want to hit a couple of ones that are seats. You should specifically go and try and get or go to while you are in the parks or out of the parks or resorts or Disney Springs, which I think have, which are special in and of themselves is going to surprise you that it didn't take me this long to get to food. It's also not going to surprise you that the first place I'm going is the boathouse. This is not a go with me here. This is legit true because one of, you know, for it is my favorite restaurant, not just in the Disney world, but like in the world for the food, the service, the atmosphere, and of course the food and the entertainment here, there are multiple places that you should, when you go try and sit and one of them is a singular seat. You could only, there's only one, and it's only at the boathouse. And inside the main dining room, the central dining room, there is a a, a Chris Craft boat, which has been converted into a table. It seats probably maybe six or seven people there. It's right behind the, um, the check-in stand. When you go there, you can specifically ask for it. You don't have to make a special reservation. Or when you call, you could ask to see if you can sit in the Chris Craft boat in the main room. Tell them Lou sent you. It, it can't hurt. It might actually help. If you can't get it, I would ask for either if it's a nice night out. We do get a couple of those cool evenings here in Florida. Go see if you can sit outside on the dock, especially if it's around sunset. It's spectacular. You have full access to the full menu. There's also a private dining room in the back or even just getting a window seat by the water. But try and get the Chris Craft boat inside the boathouse and tell them Lou sent you. Boom. 
I what's the boathouse? If you would get out of Golden Corral for five minutes, I will take you to a restaurant. We have this conversation every month or so when we do this. <clears throat> and we have this conversation, world, fandom. Tell Lou to pony up and take me to the boathouse. So that's wonderful, Lou. I'm I'm that's great. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Fire away. Let's let's keep it moving. Let's let's pick up let's the pace. Let's, let's go. go. Lots to cover. All right, guys. Um, I because of you, Lou. I really want to go to the boathouse. I'm going to try to stalk you and invite you there with my family um, next week. We will try and Tim and LTF. Okay, my next one is the only seat at a Disney lounge or bar that moves unexpectedly and we are going to the poly the polynesian and we are going to trader sam's grog grotto where if you spend enough time at the bar your seat will start moving up or down unexpectedly also sam's trader sam's Grog Grotto has amazing appetizers, which Lou would appreciate. It has world-class poke, poke, pokey, poke. It has so much action. There are so many um, Magic Kingdom Easter eggs that seem to refer both to old-school rides like um, Nautilus 20,000 Leagues. Um, Oh, I have a question for Lou because I don't know the answer. Who is who exactly is Trader Sam? I know Trader Sam is. And Tim, who? (laughs) Tim's like, even I know who Trader Sam is. Go ahead, Tim. (laughs) Tell him who Trader Sam is. Well, in the movie The Rescuers, he's the guy. No, he's the guy who wants your head at the end of the Jungle Cruise. Does it it go deeper than that? Um, It's a little deeper. He. He um, asks if he wanted two for one of the shrunken heads, yeah. and they and they cobbled together the story that because he's good at shrinking heads, all of his uh, mixology recipes are incredible, and they use ancient recipes from his head shrinking experience um, at the grotto. So, the idea that you're on a seat next to your child, your wife, your friend, and all of a sudden it's, it plummets is a great seat in the house. As an adjunct to that, I say that if you ever go to a bar in Epcot or Disney World, anywhere in the world, try to sit closest to the service area because you will then be able to overhear more interactions with cast members and probably have some time to strike up a better conversation or a real conversation. especially if you're alone, which, you know, sometimes I am. Um, and you, you can get sort of a, an interesting perspective on what it's like to be a cast member. But the seats at Trader Sam's, you got to sit at that bar because you don't know what's going to happen. So that very much was on my list because, again, it is such a unique seat in the house. And this actually, that that, um, that gag to a certain degree goes back to the old Adventurers Club where if you sat in the bar downstairs, a number of the seats, it was probably four or five, that would move up and down throughout the night. 
So, uh, Timmy Foster, you are next. Uh, you know, I'm going to stick with food. You, you guys are inspiring me here. Not a girl. <clears throat> Thanks, buddy. So, uh, this <laughs> Lou, as much as I, I kid, I, I kid with love. You know that about that you've never taken me to the boathouse. Thanks a lot. And it's my fault, apparently. But you did introduce me to this most wonderful of dining locations. And I had the pleasure of uh, dining there again on my last trip with my family. And this is at World Showcase. And this is at the United Kingdom. And this is at the Rose and Crown. And you can ask for this. Uh, we haven't had a problem getting it. It might, if it's, if it's crowded or, or, you know, busy time of year, you might not be guaranteed to get this spot. But if you request a seat down by the water, and there are plenty, around 7, 7.30, um, you not only will enjoy a most fabulous meal with scotch eggs and English toffee pudding and, oh my goodness, but you will have a front row seat for illuminations and there, I, Pretty sure we've done a show on this, favorite places to watch Illuminations. This might have even been one of them. But um, to uh, enjoy the dining of the Rose and Crown in of itself, and we talked about that a lot. You've t Lou, I know you love the Rose and Crown. Um, but uh, seeing Illuminations, sitting on the water, literally right on the water, um, having a wonderful meal is, is uh, one of my has become one of my favorite spots to watch Illuminations. And this is one that requires a little planning, a little asking ahead of time, uh, you know, requesting if you can have a seat. Again, they won't guarantee it, but they'll try their best. And they're, they're usually pretty good at that. Um, it was a great experience with Lou. And it was a great experience when we just uh, did it in the fall with uh, my family. And the, the funny part, if I may tell it, this is a small short story, Lou. I promise, I promise, I promise. But we went at 7.30, like I said, planning on uh, an hour or so dinner, little dessert, illuminations. Well, this is Halloween holiday time, party time over to Magic Kingdom. And it's also the night that Epcot decided that illuminations will run at 10 o'clock instead of 9 o'clock. And we went, uh-oh, and we didn't know that. So this is more of a story of how awesome the cast members are at Disney. Um, Fortunately, I guess it wasn't overly crowded because we explained our situation. Like we were really hoping to watch Illuminations, but we know it's an hour later tonight than we thought. Are you guys cool if we hang around here? Absolutely. Take no problem. There's nobody waiting. They even moved us to a bigger table by the water. Um, uh, so, and they were wonderful, fantastic, super nice and everything. Again, helped by the fact that it probably wasn't overly crowded. So there weren't people that really we're waiting for the table but uh, just another another example of how above and beyond cast members go if you you know do you talk to them and, and they're super nice be super nice to them you'll get that payback in spades and um but even that aside uh aside from japan which everyone knows is my favorite place to watch illuminations uh rose and crown's got to be a close second uh, a couple of quick things. One, I think you shouldn't just be nice to cast members. You should be nice to everybody oh, all the yeah, time. Yes, the world will be a much yes. better place. And I will piggyback on what you said in terms of illuminations viewing. I actually think windows uh, in terms, again, we're going for a specific seat to look for, to ask for, to request window side 
at Tokyo Dining facing mm. World Showcase Lagoon is one of the most wonderful places to watch illuminations. One, you can be sitting at your table, finishing your meal. You've got a beautiful, you're, you have a higher view. I have to think about this a little bit more. Are possibly the highest view you can have at a uh, highest viewing location you could have on the promenade of illuminations might be there. I, I have to think about that a little bit more because it just sort of came to mind. You could be I have inside a close second in mind, but could finish your thought. But you can also take a break from your meal and go out and go out onto the the outside and stand by the railing and watch as well and then come in and finish your meal. So between the you know, Japanese cuisine and, you know, the, the amazing food that's there, those beautiful, dramatic floor-to-ceiling windows that overlook the lagoon give you, I think, one of, if not the best views of illuminations in terms of having a seat and getting to eat while you watch as well. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with it. So it's not my turn. Is it your turn? No, it, no, that was your turn. That was my turn. That was your turn. Um I right, think so, it's Lou's turn. So you know what? I'm oh, going yeah, to. Oh, it's your turn. Um, surprise, surprise! I'm going to stay in a location that happens to revolve around food, but it's really not why. Because one of my favorite places and one of my favorite seats, specifically in Walt Disney World, and again, I'm not pointing you just to a a, a general area, but I can sort of drill down to a specific seat, does happen to be at a restaurant and it's in Magic Kingdom and it's actually a counter service location and it's the Columbia Harbor House. Specifically, Mm. on the second floor, if you go to that sort of gateway, that that overpass, underpass area between Liberty Square and Fantasyland, if you sit in a seat on the, if you're facing that seating area, on the left-hand side, all the way in the back, you get a lovely view of the interior and the second floor of Columbia Harbor House. But more importantly, you can look to your left and get a view of the guests in Fantasyland, the Tangled area. It's a small world. But to your right, you get a view of all of Liberty Square down to Frontierland, the riverboat, the mansion. It's one of my favorite places to go. And yes, I, I enjoy the food there, but to either just sit and watch you get out of the heat it's a small table it's for I, that the one that i'm thinking of is specifically for two people you can probably pull over a third chair but it's inside it's air conditioned there's food there and it's some of the most wonderful views that to me is the best seat not just in that house but in many of the dining locations in all of magic kingdom dare i say here here all right daniel roberts you're up <laughs> All right, guys. Um, This one, uh, I'm having a hard time describing what it looks like, but it's it's not actually a chair you can sit in. Um, So it's a little uh, go with me here. But there's a chair that I have always adored um, in the Magic Kingdom, and it's in the Haunted Mansion. It is the haunted Hawaiian-looking tiki coconut haunted chair. Are you? Do you know what I mean? Do you, I, you know, it, this has been an interesting evening so far. I have no idea what you're oh talking about. Oh my goodness! About. I do you mean, okay. do you mean it's in the attraction called. itself? It's yes, it's in the attraction. The, Don, it is the, Donald, M- the Donald Duck chair. It looks like a face. Is that the one you're talking about? 
It's like a burgundy yes. maroon with sort of the gold inlay. Exactly. Yeah, I've often referred to the, the Donald Duck chair. Yeah. Right it's in yeah. the endless hallway, and I've I've found it always because it. Right, it's a Donald Duck chair, but it it seems to incorporate so many ingredients. It incorporates to me tiki culture, um, haunted mansion because it's haunted, and you know one of the 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 big five characters. I forget if it moves or jostles about, but I've always thought that um, it's a wonderful chair. Um, it would be a great place to sit. Uh, not to recommend that anyone get out of the doom buggy and sit there, but um, it's a it's of any unoccupied seat in all of Walt Disney World. It is my favorite. To be clear, uh, Lou Mangello, its agents, servants, and employees strongly recommend: do not get out of your doom buggy in an attempt <laughs> to sit in that chair. I'm going to one-up you. I, not, not just strongly recommend. Don't get out of the doom buggy. You're not <laughs> Although anyway, I, 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 I'm going I'm to – I want to – I want to, I want to add something turn. to that because, believe it or not, the mansion was on my list. And, and here's why. And my favorite – one of my favorite seats in Walt Disney World is in a Doom buggy. And it doesn't matter which one you're in. And the reason why I put that vehicle itself on my list is because no other attraction currently adjusts the movement of your seat as a director would adjust the camera so that you see exactly what you are meant to see in that attraction in that scene, it doesn't matter where it is that you sit. Uh, and here's a little extra pro tip. when To get on your doom buggy fastest, as you're entering from the, the foyer into the stretching room, if you get into the stretching room on your left, stay as far to the right of the room as you can. Obviously, do the opposite if you enter the room on the right because the doors open there into the hallway that takes you to your doom buggy. Thank you very little. Uh, uh, post postscript to that, you can also just aim for the pink parasol lady because that's that's her door. There you go. So there. Oh, but wait, whose turn is it anyway? It's yours. I have so many things I want to say. So but, um, so get to it. Well, one uh, the doom, but uh, <laughs> you know the first thing I, when you said that to get right away. This has nothing to do with best seat in the house. I always loved your tip of everyone rushes to get out there, stay behind for a while, and listen. But that's a whole other show, so we're not gonna we're not gonna go there. I, I want Daniel. That was brilliant. That was oh, thank brilliant. you, Tim. I never thought that we when we when this was when this idea was broached. There's my other big word for the day. Um, <laughs> we thought. I think we all thought attractions restaurants lobbies and i might throw in a bunch of lobbies just to annoy luke i know they're on his list um i didn't think either one of uh, uh, any the three of us were brave enough to go restrooms but you got you got me you did so that was great i never thought of unoccupied chairs in attractions you can see that's brilliant there's so there's so many other ones. As soon as you said that, I'm thinking of uh, 
Jack Sparrow's chair in the final scene. How cool would it be to sit in that chair? Bravo for thinking yeah. outside the box. What? I said bravo for thinking outside the box. Yeah, I, I can't. There's That's a whole show. That's a, that's a show right there. That's a show. That's a whole other show. Favorite pieces of furniture in an attraction that you don't have to use. I love it. So No, that, that, that was absolutely that was so outside the box and go there. I couldn't believe it. So much so it totally bamboozled me, and I don't think I have another one. <laughs> Aren't we done <clears throat> ten or twelve by now, anyway? Probably. So all right, let's do this. Let's let's do Wait, a little. Me... Go ahead. Okay. Well, uh, you you Dan or Danny brought up Grand Floridian Lobby. That was definitely on my list of places to sit. I will. I'll say this too, because we I think we pair, we got close to this some way. When we talk about places to sit, the other obvious way to go is a sit to relax, uh, seat to people watch. And we've done shows like that. So I was purposely kind of trying to stay away from, uh, you know, the, the perfect place to sit and relax, like whether it be Grand Flirting Lobby or by the fireplace at the Wilderness Lodge, which I think we did mention in the very last show we did, you know, for the second floor of the contemporary and all those places to go to relax. But uh, uh, the, only thing, the only thing I really had on my list that I didn't mean this to be my I'm going to end the show with this one. This is the best one I have on my list. This is actually kind of a – oh, by the way, um, if, you're, if you are aiming for a good seat in an attraction, um, this is my little pro tip. Uh, if, it's, if you're going to a show, and PhilharMagic is the one that comes to mind, this could apply really to most any show. But it only really applies if there's a big if – if there's a crowd of people in the theaters going to be full. Um, Oftentimes, uh, like impressions to France, there's really not many people in there, and you pick whatever seat you want. And then you can go with you want to sit down front or you want to sit in the back, and they both have their advantages. Um, PhilharMagic, though, I do recommend because that frequently does fill up pretty, pretty full. And uh, to get the 3D effect, I did find um, partly because I guess this attraction is a little older and maybe as a a next version comes or newer attractions come with 3D. It doesn't matter so much, but in PhilharMagic, it's, it's, it is better to sit back some. We get too close to get kind, kind of hard to make out the 3D. And of course, as you know, when you enter the theater, you need to move all the way down to the end of the row and leave no empty spaces so other guests can find a seat. Well, that means if you're used to the idea of running to an attraction and making your way to the front, making sure you're the first one in line. You don't want to do that on something like PhilharMagic. If you're in the waiting area and it's your turn to go in, don't you know fight your way to the front to get into the door first. Let a whole bunch of people go in in front of you. And that way when you get in there and you have to move all the way across, when you do, when you stop, you'll be in the middle of the theater. So this is um, – that's 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 my pro tip when you're seeing these shows to um, um, don't be so quick to go in first. Let every people go in front of you and then you may serendipitously. Oh, that's such a great word. Find yourself in the middle of the theater, in the best seat of the house you didn't even plan on. So. I'm impressed and with again, the tip. That, that wasn't my favorite one of all time. That's just the only one I had left. Well, no, I mean, I think it's a good tip, especially for those people who have who have never been before. And you get it right. Right. Um, so I will very quickly go through a few that I had on my list that I think are, again, literally the I'm thinking the best seats in the house for a wide variety of reasons. So 
my my and maybe this did overlap a little bit with some of the places to relax but i thought about sitting on the porch right uh, uh, sitting on a porch with the wonderful view i think a seat at on the porch at aunt polly's dockside is a wonderful place there's no attraction there's no line there's no queue unfortunately there's often no food there it's it's a, it's now a sort of a seasonal counter service but the views there are spectacular and it's a great place to relax Without a doubt, without a question, one of my favorite seats specifically, I'm thinking of a spot on a specific bench, is on Main Street USA, specifically at the train station. One of the upper level benches, they're often there except sometimes during parties and special events. More importantly, I would try and get to one of those chairs You can sit back, relax, take in views, spectacular photo opportunity, but be there for five o'clock to watch and participate in the flag retreat ceremony. Every single person needs to see and do that at least once. I think over at Geyser Point at Wilderness Lodge, we did a review back on show 482. That scenic outpost has spectacular and very, very comfortable, by the way, seating outside So you can sort of sit back and relax on a lounge chair or a table on that beautiful outdoor deck. You get great views of the lake. There's um, a table side service. There's also a walk-up counter service location as well. So you can snack, you can eat, you can have a full meal, you can have a cocktail. But the it is a comfortable, beautiful place to sit. Um, I've mentioned in the past, I, I love... Again, I love the fireplaces in Walt Disney World, even when it's hot. The Grand Lobby and the Carrollwood Room of Wilderness Lodge are my favorites. Those rocking chairs are, to me, some of the best seats in the house anywhere. And I did actually save my best, my favorite for last. If I ever, you can't find me, and no one, you don't, if you're looking for a place to look, there's a good chance that I will be at what I like to consider my little table up in the corner of Katsura Grill. I have a specific table that I love to sit in. It's in the corner. It's under the the uh, umbrella. You also get the shade from the bamboo. You have the sounds of the waterfall. Conveniently, the restroom is right there, but you also get the ambient Japanese music. You have a spectacular view of the promenade morning, noon, and night. The taiko drummers are there. Yes, the fact that you are next to Katsura Grill doesn't hurt either. But if I had to pick my top three out of our top 10 best seats in Walt Disney World, the Chris Craft boat inside the boathouse and the the one of the tables up at Katsura Grill facing the promenade are without a doubt one and two of where I, my mind and my body would go if I had to pick. This is how influential you are, Lou, and you don't know it. Well, actually, you do know it. But on my last, uh, well, let's say this was because of you. I I like to think it's because of me. But um, my last trip down there, darling daughter came with us. Um, She hadn't been in a couple of years because, you know, she's grown up and has a job and all that now. So uh, it's harder for her to come down all the time with us. But um Fabulous time. But first thing she said, before we even got down there, I need alone time. Uh, just so everyone knows, she's grown up since it's okay. Um, but she's been I saying that since, since she's 11. So. True. But honestly, legally, 
<laughs> as far as the government's concerned, she is a grown up. So, uh, first thing she said before, where do you want to go? Where do you want to eat? Where do you go? That goes, I need time alone. I'm going to Japan. I'm going up to where exactly where you said, Lou. I'm going to sit there and I'm going to chill. I don't want you with me. I want to be, <laughs> I want Zen time for myself. This is Michelle time. This is my time. So I, this is what you did, Lou. You 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 broke up my family. Wow. No, 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 no. no I'm kidding. That, that's how great this space. And I totally agree with you. And I, 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 I said I didn't say this because I knew you were going to say it. But that's how great this is. Even even my my daughter who could, could spend all the time with me. Why would you not want to? But demanded alone time just to go to that place and enjoy everything as you described it. Wait, well done. While I love that, I would. It would have been nicer had she said, "Dad, I would love for you to come with me." It would have, yeah. I'll have and to I'll, talk to her. I'll play I'll that to, card next. time. Yes, please do, because the time that that we have with our children and the parents <laughs> is limited. So, spend as no, much of it together as possible. That's become one of her favorite places too. I'm just saying, and it is a wonderful spot. Well, so. good. And look, I'm sure there are many more. I'm sure listeners have their own favorite seat in Walt Disney World. I want to hear from you, our friend who's sitting at this table. My favorite place to sit is around the table with you. So do me a favor. Go to www.radio.com slash community. That will take you to our Box People group on Facebook. Comment on the show notes. Uh, comment on the post about this week's show there. You can also call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. Tell me your favorite seat in Walt Disney World. Better yet, call me from your favorite seat in Walt Disney World. That would be even better. Daniel Roberts, my friend, I look forward to sharing, not a seat, but multiple seats together next time you're here in Walt Disney World. I appreciate your friendship and your incredible generosity to our Dream Team project. Timmy Foster from CelebrationsPress.com. Sitting next to you virtually for so many years has been one of the greatest rewards and benefits of everything that I get to do. I appreciate you so much, brother. I don't understand you half the time, but I appreciate you the other 62%. Sorry. I, I'm, I'm an acquired taste. I get it. I get it. <laughs> and to tell them any quickly, quickly, anything special happening, where, what's, where's the best seat at celebrationspress.com? The best seat at celebrationspress.com is in front of your computer on our website because Lou Mangiello, the last time I did you guys yelled at me because I was out of control. Um, I think last time I said we'd uh, our side, our new side project, WDW, I can't say it's WDW Cupcakes. By the way, sprinkles sitting outside eating a cupcake. It's on my list. Um, we had our first pin, the Castle Dreamlights pin. By the time this airs, Lou, I would imagine we will have officially announced our next pin, the Flower and Garden WW Cupcakes enamel pin that will be for sale. And we're very excited about that. We hope everybody thinks it's beautiful and lovely and wants to add their collection. That's our newest thing. Um, we're probably, well, I guess I committed myself. We ran out of, uh, we sold out of our Remembering the Lunations book pretty quickly, so bye popular demand um we're going to do a reprinting of that so we'll be announcing that soon so that'll be available too and then there's all the regular all good stuff that's there so awesome awesome and i will of course put a link as i always do in the show notes to that for you my friend guys thank you so very much and you our friend the listener if you have an idea 
for a top 10 that you'd like us to cover, email me, Lou, at www.radio.com or leave it on the voicemail or post it in the Facebook group. And gentlemen, I use that term loosely. Uh, I am grateful to you and for you and your friendship. And I look forward to hopefully, finally, maybe the three of us actually together dining at one of these locations in Walt Disney World soon. Yay! Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, okay. It's time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week. I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details, sometimes what you see or hear or experience. And if you think you know the answer, you can enter via our online form for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Of course, before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, it was a very simple where in the world question, and I asked you to tell me where in Walt Disney World could you find Dr. Stevens? Now, this one might have been a little tricky because I even gave you a hint that patience was a virtue or patience pays off. Something about being patient because you had to be patient to get to experience and see who and where and when, why Dr. Stevens is. Because if you know from the queue of Flight of Passage in Pandora, Dr. Stevens is the scientist who says, can everybody see me? Great. Welcome to the Avatar program. Soon you're going to have a chance to undertake an amazing Navi Rider passage, yada, 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 riding on the back of the Banshee. Anyway, he takes you through that entire pre-show process. And believe it or not, Dr. Stevens actually has his own Twitter account. If you go to Dr. Stevens A-C-E from Ace, you could actually follow Dr. Stevens on the Twitter. Anyway, I was looking for Dr. Stevens Thanks and congratulations to all of you who entered and got this one correct or were just, again, very, very creative in your answers. But I was really looking for Dr. Stevens. Again, you were playing for all of my digital products, which are my 102 Ways to Save Money for an At Walt Disney World book, all seven of my virtual audio walking tours of Magic Kingdom, both of which you can find in iTunes or just go to www.radio.com. Still on sale for just $10. A WW Radio vinyl sticker, a pop socket for your phone, and one of those nifty blue WDW Radio t-shirts. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Grace Milner. So Grace, congratulations. You use the online form. I've got your shipping information. I will get your prize package out there right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay. Because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So change is good, oftentimes, in terms of the Walt Disney Parks and Resorts. And as we know or suspect, change is coming to Epcot. And I'm excited about not only what we know, but even more so about what we don't. For example, Spaceship Earth. Been an icon, one of my favorite attractions since day one. But over the years, it too has undergone some changes, some big, some small, and I expect that it is going to undergo some more. And in the past, from the, the scenes to the descent to the narrators, I miss you, Jeremy and Walter, to the songs and music and more, even the sponsors have changed. And that's what your question this week is to tell me. Because recently, it was sponsored by, and it has since expired, by Siemens Corporations. But I want you to tell me, who was the original sponsor of Spaceship Earth? 
You have until Sunday, April 7th at 11.59 p.m. to go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast. The form is right there. Fill it out. Give me your answer. Again, I'm going to send you all the digital products, the vinyl sticker, and a WW Radio t-shirt. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so very much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. Don't forget that I want you to be part of the conversation and community by joining our Box People group on Facebook. Go to www.radio.com slash community. Talk not just about this week's show, but anything that you want to discuss in the Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars universe. I also want to say huge thanks to everybody who is part of our WW Radio Nation family. I sincerely appreciate your love and support and friendship and help. And I also love being able to give back to you and say thank you to you each and every month. I want to thank some of the new members, including Ryan Kell, Kelly Clevenger, Dana Kramer, and Jeff Matheson. If you want to find out how you can not only help the show and also receive exclusive rewards every month, for example, I create a new scavenger hunt from the Disney parks or cruise line every single month. We also have a private Facebook group, custom magic band covers, logo gear, t-shirts, monthly care packages from Walt Disney World, exclusive live video group calls, as well as early access and special discounts to special events and other opportunities. To find out more and how you can help, visit www.radio.com support. And please don't forget that while this is completely optional, a portion of your contribution does go to our Dream Team project to help benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. Of course, in addition to the podcast, which hopefully you subscribe to in iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher, there's lots more going on at WW Radio. I want to thank our incredible team of bloggers and newsletter contributors. You can find those both at www.radio.com. I also want to thank you, and I want to hear from you because I want you to be a part of the show, not just as a listener, but contributing as well. If you have a comment or a question, you can either email me, lou at www.radio.com, or post it in the Facebook group. You can also call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-9391. The best way, because I think that nothing beats a handshake and a hug, is to come to one of our events or free meets of the month. This coming weekend is Star Wars Marathon Weekend, so I believe that we all need to carve up, whether you're running or cheering or just staying home or going to the park. So we are going to have our next meet of the month on Saturday, April 6th at the Polite Pig in Disney Springs. So you don't need a park ticket. Come by, join the fun. If you bring your uh, race bib or medal from any of the the events, you can also get a free hop salt pretzel with your purchase. Also, I'm going to announce it here first that the following weekend, you can join me in or live from Star Wars Celebration in Chicago April 11th through the 14th. I don't know my exact plans as yet. I know I'm going to be there, so maybe we'll do a meetup while we're there, especially if you're going to be at Star Wars Celebration. If not, you can definitely watch and chat live. This will bring you information all about the past and the present of the Star Wars galaxy, and I'm talking to you, Galaxy's Edge. Again, that's live from Star Wars Celebration April 11th through the 14th. For more information about these or any of our other events, visit the events page at www.radio.com or just go to www.radio.com slash events. We also have our trip to Japan coming up this October. We have one spot left, meaning a one doubles room. We also have the ability for one male to share a single with another male. Our cruise in New Orleans coming up next February. 
other announcements coming up as well. I also will be announcing some additional meetups on the road as I travel to speak. And to that point, if I can come to speak to your conference, your event, to your business, or to your school, visit lumangelo.com. And more importantly, you have given me the gift of being able to share this thing that I love with you, and I want to be able to pay that forward and help you any way I can. And there's a couple of different ways you can do it. I have my Momentum Weekend Retreat this May 31st through June 2nd. It is a weekend in a luxury vacation home right outside the gates of Walt Disney World where 10 like-minded entrepreneurs get together for a small mastermind event. We really dive deep to help you turn what you love into what you do in this three-day uh, luxury vacation home. If that doesn't work for you, I also have my Momentum Weekend Workshop September 28th and 29th. It is a two-day interactive workshop, not just with presentations, but with things you can do in the room beyond just the networking and the presentations to really start taking action on your idea on the next step to grow your idea or your business. I can also work with you one-on-one. -on -one. We can do video calls. And I also have two spots available for my weekly mastermind group. To find out more about any of these things, email me, lou at www.radio.com, or better yet, go to loumangelo.com for more information. Thanks, as always, to Mouse Fan Travel, my official and recommended, recommended travel partner. Say that three times fast. And whether you're going to a Disney destination or anywhere on the planet, they can give you the best possible prices, all available discounts, all at no cost to you. Visit them at mousefantravel.com. And as you heard from Timmy Foster, go to celebrationspress.com. And then when you're done doing that, all I ask, my friend, and you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, I promise you that's not just something I say, it's something that I mean. But all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. That's how this community and this family grows in the most organic and real kind of way and why it truly is a family. If you like the show, please take 20 seconds to rate and review the show over on iTunes. It's incredibly, incredibly helpful. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Stern Sam, who says, it's amazing. The podcast is for every Disney fan. There's so many times during the show I get the chest feels and the goosebumps because of how they bring the magic through their discussions. Keep shining bright and spreading the positivity. Stern Sam, I'm making that weird heart-shaped thing with my hands as if you can see me. I love that and appreciate your review, brother. J-D-K. Oh, there's a whole... I can't even pronounce this. It looks like Jen DJD is in there somewhere. She says, he says, it's my favorite podcast. I've loved Disney and the Disney parks since I was a child. I discovered Lou Mangello during his previous podcast, wow, back in 2005, and have followed since every WW Radio episode number one. It's by far the best podcast out there about any topic. Wow, thank you. But since it's Disney, it makes it even better. The food reviews are great. The top tens are always fun. And the DSIs and Wayback Machines are great learning experiences. It is a must-listen for any Disney lover. And Zagata, Zagata says it's the most magical Disney podcast on the internet. Lose a gem and his enthusiasm translates to every level of fan. Never boring, always interesting and educational. Plus, you always feel better after listening. Zagata, Stern Sam, and JDKCOJD. I appreciate it so much, and I appreciate you you mentioning this idea of feeling better and spreading positivity because it is what this show is about. It's not just about the parks and resorts and, yeah, of course, the food. It is. I want you to feel better. I want you to feel more positive, um, not just about your next trip, but even wherever you are and whatever you're doing. And I hope that this show brings that to you. And look, I am 
unapologetically positive. Um, who I am on the show is who I am in real life. And, and I, I do lead a very positive life, not just about Disney, but life in general. And I will always find a way to make lemonade, sweet lemonade, out of however bitter kind of lemons there may be. And, and you can too, right? So if there's something that you don't like, change it. And if you can't change it, sometimes you just have to change the way you think about it. And I think a positive attitude leads to a positive life and leads to positive results in anything and everything that you do. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love and appreciate you. If I can help you some way, please let me know. But in the meantime, I hope that you enjoyed the show. And more importantly, I hope that this truly is your best week ever. I thank you. I love you. I'll see you soon. See ya. Hi, Lou. It's Elizabeth from Massachusetts again. Um, and the way I've been listening to your show now for pretty much over a year is forwards and backwards, um, which has been really fun because I get to listen to old things and out of parts you create. Um, and listen to everyone talk about and uh, discuss rumors that never actually happened. So it's been a lot of fun. Um, but I just wanted to show 132, and you and Tim Foster were discussing different lines here. And uh, some that now, uh, with the new fantasy land, and even lies coming out, that I think that you do such a good job with are all of the interactive portions. Like, for instance, you guys talked about Peter Beale and how it used to be really, really well, still is, but there wasn't really much to do with the queue, and now it's actually one of what I, the best queues um, in all of the Magic Kingdom and the parks. Um, and similar with Winnie the Pooh, Thunder Mountain, um, the Dumbo, what they've done with Dumbo, and uh, making out the play space for the kids, uh, I just think is genius. Um, same with, like, the Little Mermaid and then the Seven Dwarves Mindfucking. I think it would be really fun to make their cues more interactive. Um, we're kind of only continue to grow and grow. It's been amazing. It would be really cool if you guys or return to some of these top tens again. Kind of see how things have changed over time. Kind of like how uh, new listeners like myself get to uh, hear these topics and then get to uh, expand on different ideas and hear how they run the past. So it's been a ton of fun getting to listen both ways. Um, and you're the old and new from your podcast, so keep up the good work, and thanks so much. Bye. Hey, Lou. It's Christine Morrison again from Flowertown, PA. So you guys kept me uh, company today while I ran around um, seeing all of my clients, and I listened to the review of The Polite Pig, which now I have to go to because it was amazing. And I'm a barbecue junkie. So I've walked past it but never actually gone in. And I do love myself a good glass of wine. So I'll have to go there next time I'm there. The other show I listened to today was show 173, which was the recap of your 24-hour show. And a couple things. When are you doing it again? Because I had so much fun listening to you guys recap that I need to, need, need, need to go next time. So I hope you've got one in the works. The other thing is when are you going to do a listener factor fiction call in again? I love those. They're so much fun to listen to. I like when you surprise people. Third and lastly, recapping the voicemails from that show. 
I just want to give a shout out that we're thinking about Ricky Technoid Reed. Um, his voicemail was on there talking about how he watched the whole 24-hour show on his computer. So I recognized him calling in, and even though I've never met him, I thought that was pretty awesome and kind of sad and bittersweet, and um, I know that everybody misses him. So just thought I would pass that along. Um, anyway, off to episode 172. Let's see what I'm in store for. It's a beautiful day here in Pennsylvania. It's bright and sunny for once, and it's in the high 40s, low 50s. So everybody have a great week. Make somebody smile. Take care. Bye. Good evening, Lou. It's Justin, fellow box person, long-time listener. As always, you might find me over on WWE Radio Live and still a member of the box people every Wednesday but I haven't caught up to it lately. But last week, I listened to last week's show, and that's the live done and review. And did you know, did you know, Lou, that Polite Pig actually opened exactly on this day, the same that opened on my birthday. And while I was working, they gave me a piece of a key lime pie for my birthday to celebrate the Polite Pig isn't the only one. Actually, if you haven't been to the Ravenous Pig, that's the cousin of the restaurant of the Polite Pig, I highly recommend going to the Ravenous Pig over at Winter Park. Hope to see you sometime, and hope you have a very magical Motivation Monday, and hope you spread some magic cheer with you, Lou. Hope you have a nice Monday. Talk to you real soon. Hopefully see you in person in the near future, hopefully. All right. Enjoy your magical day, Lou, and get to hope and to see you real soon. Take care, Lou. Bye-bye now. Have a magical day. Hello, Lou Mangello. It's Darlene Nagy from West Seneca, New York, calling in with the countdown. You guys have on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, this Friday, Saturday. Saturday is the 6th. We are in April, and there will be a meetup at the Polite Pig, which I'd really like to go to after listening to that barbecue review. Oh, my goodness, I love barbecue. And we have almost 60 days until our trip down to Florida again. And you have 311 days until the WDW Radio New Orleans uh, Adventure and Cruise. And Japan is now only 195 days away for that adventure, taking Becky to eat more uh, Japanese food. It should be interesting. Can't wait to see what you get her to try. Have a wonderful, magical day, everyone. And always think positive like Lou always says. Love and hugs.